What's going on? What's going on with ya? How you been? How you holding up? Pretty gooch, gooch manooch. All good in Nacho Town. <laughs> Nacho <laughs> Town. That's where I live. Dude, Nacho Mountain, bro. Nacho Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds more evil, like if I lived on a mountain. <laughs> Not that evil people live on or in the mountains, but I don't know. Sort of like a villain would have As a the resident of, a, of the mountain state, I can tell you, evil people do live in the mountains. <laughs> Wait, hold on. It, it's a mountain state. Is it called the mountain state? Yeah, West Virginia is like, you know how California is the golden state and stuff. Oh, West really? Virginia is the mountain state. I didn't know that. I would have thought yeah. that would have gone to some other state, honestly. <laughs> I agree. Why? It's <laughs> We live in the mountains of Appalachia. We're the heart of App. Like I'm not saying the there's App- not mountains there, but what about Colorado? The Rockies. Yeah. What about Vermont, which literally translates to Green Mountain? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that. <laughs> there, green, Mont Mountain. Damn, you're French, Jake. I just would have I would have, you know, I didn't know it was called the Mountain State. Yeah. It's us, the Mountain State, baby. Well, hey, you know what? Today's topic takes place right in your beautiful state of West Virginia. Dude, I love uh, I love I love this place, uh, including the f- the fleshy monsters. Yeah. <laughs> One of the first things I thought of while reading this, I'm like, "There's no way, there's no way we can't do a good segue for this one." Like, there's it would be it's so easy to just get <laughs> oh, yeah. into. Yeah, it's super easy, especially because also one of the characters' name is literally Cody. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's the same thing that's gonna happen to me. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah. Go, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna huff that white coal. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. The writer, well, I guess we'll introduce it. Yeah, yeah. let's get into it, boys. Yeah. Let's let's skip the, you know, get right to the brass tacks. The pleasantries. The pleas- we don't need yeah. to do any. any you already bullshit. know who we are, and you already know what you're listening to. Exactly. <laughs> but if you're a new listener, welcome to Comics and Chronic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jacob H. I'm joined by Anthony Inaccio and Cody. Canon. Today we are talking a comic book, Red Fork, published by TKO, written by Alex Pacnadel, and art by Nil Vendrel. Yes, sir. It's funny. You would have thought the writer was from West Virginia because... Right? I did the research. Yeah. When I was, I was reading it, I was like, dude, like, does this guy, is this guy from West Virginia? But he's from London. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, he got it so right. Yeah, even down, <laughs> wow, even down to the Tudor's Biscuit World. Yeah, dude. Literally, when I got to that panel and I saw the Tudor's Biscuit, I was like, "Oh shit, Tudor's yeah, yeah. Tudor's man <laughs> represents." Yeah, I thought the whole time I'm I was reading it, I was like, "This guy definitely lives in West Virginia, or he's from there in some way. He has family." No, he, he he's a British dude. And my my first question was going to be, "Did you know that?" And then. Did he get it right? And 
Obviously, you're saying he oh, did. That's, that's impressive. That's crazy. Yeah, like, like I mean, everything from like the culture of the small mount mining towns. It was all like very accurate, like a stereotypical, but accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I thought I wasn't gonna like it because I mean, knowing the only West Virginian I know is you, Cody. So I was like, am I gonna like a story that's just like about his life? I, I uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> West Virginians this coming summer, Bubby, and we're gonna, we're gonna show you a good time. I'm gonna show you that West Virginia. It's not Disney. It's West Virginia. That's the most magical place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, I don't think it was Disney based on this. No. The, the real magic mountain. This is all I know about West Virginia is from Cody or this exactly. book. So that's that's what right. I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. The real magic mountain is in West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Red Fork was like an analog for Logan, Cody? Uh, well, I think it's just more of an analog for what the coal industries have done to our communities like like this is very accurate like uh, historically speaking because it's not not just logan is like that although it felt very much like logan wyoming county is an actual place oh. is an actual county in west virginia okay. and southern west virginia is littered with towns just like red fork oh so red fork isn't an actual place no there's like okay. mud fork is an actual place <laughs> uh there's like fork is like a very common name in west virginia southern the, the area of west virginia that is being displayed in this comic book is the southern coal fields mm. uh which is like takes spreads across multiple counties and is basically like the culture of many many towns especially like looking into this book takes place in first half is oh six or the first the start of the book is oh six and then the bulk of the book is 2012 which is very accurate like to the time frame of the downfall of the coal industry because when i first moved to west virginia bush was still in office it was 2004 bush was still in office coal was feeling its second boom or maybe like one of its last booms. I don't know if it was the second. I think the second was more of like in the nineties, but yeah, yeah, it was in another, it was in another boom and it wasn't really until like Obama came into office and uh, the EPA tightened on coal and uh, natural gas kind of took over as a source of fuel as a more, effective source of fuel that the coal industry started declining. And that's what basically what you're seeing in this book is what happens, what, what was going on. The coal industries were declining. So they tried to keep the mines open. They were laying people off left and right. Yeah. Incredibly accurate. Like witness this kind of stuff firsthand. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm glad you know all about that. Cause I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm joking when I say like, I I I, th I thought I wasn't gonna like this book because of you you Cody that yeah. would be okay. I don't know, if you, <laughs> but I I'm I'm being honest when I say like I really don't know much about like what goes on in West Virginia and and this coal mining history and so like reading the book I like I get I got the idea that like you've seen plenty of movies I want to say maybe it doesn't take place in West Virginia where it's always like the town versus the corporation yeah so I, I like you know that that I've seen but like the fact that you're saying it's so accurate is is really cool. It adds to the it adds another layer to the story where it could, you could just see it as a monster story if you want, but 
it already does. It is kind of deep. It's political in that way. Like it, it addresses this stuff in the story, like in yeah. your face. And I do think it's very much like uh, the white coal is a metaphor for like the coal industries extracting all of the value from the mountains and then leaving these people with nothing. Mm. It's honestly like really tragic. West Virginia has got a tragic history behind it. Dude, that's why we need. And it's kind of like in the book like that, that like the relationship they have with the monster where it's, it's healing whatever problems they have, but it just like, you have to rely on it. You're, you're like, an addict basic like they call it like his the tar that co- that you learn about this that like comes out of this guy's body is like their mother's milk like they need it to survive exactly exactly i mean and, and like historically it's so accurate because like historically back before all of the union wars and uh the mining strikes and stuff like that there was like a little literal war fought in west virginia one of the few places where the u.s government bombed its own people oh shit. well actually uh, I don't know if it's few. I feel like it's like, as I'm getting older, I'm hearing about this kind of happening all over in every town, every like, yeah. like I heard it happen in Philly, you know, uh, Black Wall Street in o- Oklahoma. Like in Tulsa. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but it is one of the instances of the U.S. government bombing its own people. And didn't you say, I remember you and Booms once told me that during like those, the times of the Cold Wars and everything that you pretty much can only buy from stores owned by the coal industry. Yeah, exactly. So, so the, the coal mine, the coal companies, they would buy up all these properties. They would build the houses. They would own the stores in the area and they would pay the miners in these things called scripts. So the miners could only use these basically. They were like indentured servants. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, because they couldn't, they weren't getting paid in real money. They were using these scripts at the stores owned by the coal companies and using these scripts to pay the rent to the coal companies. So very accurate in the sense that like these creatures uh, were dependent on the thing that was healing them and giving them source of life. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah, it was honestly really, this book might be my single favorite indie comic we've done wow it's also i think my first tko book that i've ever read yeah same here i was gonna say jake you're the one who like introduced us to tko i never heard about tko before you uh yeah i've read a lot i've read a fair amount i think i've read like five or six tko books at this point sarah sentient savage nights and um good night something paradise nice um good night paradise is sick because it takes place with the homeless in los angeles and like Dude, once again, like with this book, just living here for six years, like it felt like someone really knows LA the way they wrote the story in Goodnight Paradise. And uh, but I would say Sarah, Sarah and Sentient are probably my favorite. Oh, and then there's the Banks and Pound for Pound. TKO does really cool like stories. Yeah, I would say just from this book alone, I would say that maybe TKO is the A24 of the mm. comic book realm. I would say that. It seems fair. Yeah, this is also the only TKO book I've read, but now I want to read more TKO books. I want to read more from Alex Pacnadella as well. Like his writing was amazing. Amazing. Uh, such a good. Uh, let, do you, Jake, uh, do you want to do the synopsis before we yeah. dive into the story? 
Yeah, so basically, this story takes place in, like, as we said before, opioid-ravaged West Virginia in a small town. It's two, Is it 2016? Six. Six? 2006 when it starts. Uh, it starts out with our hero as an addict breaking into a dentist's office for yeah. Oxycontin. Yeah, Noah McLaid and Cody McLaid, brothers, uh, they get arrested. Noah does, like, 10 years or so and comes out. And then you start to see that the town has found a new weird what's his name gallo glass savior that promises gallo, them I love that yeah, name that promises the them healing and prosperity and wealth and he can cure all their ails and uh you find out that I don't know what I'm trying to say well uh, so like the book starts out they break into the thing and uh, while Noah is the our protagonist is looking for the oxycotton, uh, Cody is sitting in the dentist's chair, and you see the dentist like behind him with a bat, and you hear a kathunk, and come to find out, Cody had like wrestled the bat from the dentist and struck the dentist who was bleeding out on the floor. Noah's like, we can't let him die, but Cody, being the younger brother, he's scared and stuff. He's like, I don't know what to do. Noah takes the fall. And so that's why Noah goes to prison. Cody gets away basically unscathed. Which is really important to the story because the whole time Cody feels like he owes something to Noah. Yes. That's like his whole character. Like he he takes care of his wife and kids while Noah's in prison. He Even when he becomes a monster, he's still trying to help his brother. Yeah. And so, you know, then cut to six years later when Noah gets out of prison. Jacked is a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Someone even says he's like, you're the Hulk now. Yeah. D, cousin D or whatever. That the guy with the Donald, beard, his friend. Yeah. 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 Donald, who is the spitting image of like so many people I know in West Virginia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, just like that, you know, thick, burly mountain man, Donald. And like you see right away that he's an addict. And um, the Oxycontin. Yep. Which is what, unfortunately, what's crazy, uh, that's even like so accurate because around 2006, the pharmaceutical companies were dumping in absurd amounts of Oxycontin into these communities. Like they got sued over it. I don't think much came of it. I think unfortunately, you know, the corporations are going to come out on top. I think they, but, they paid a class action settlement, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, exactly. Like, but still, they yeah. still have money. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, they were dumping billion, like, like in towns of like 22,000 people, they were dumping like 56 million pills a year. Jesus. That's oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. That's like intentionally keeping them doped up. Exactly. And, and then, and then basically once all of this came to light and uh, you can't really get these pills around here. So all of the addicts start switching to heroin, which is tragic as fuck. Mm -hmm. So anyway, with you, sorry, uh, you get back, you come out, uh, D Ray helps him, you know, picks him up from jail. And right when he's getting out of jail, you see the scabs, like the, you see the scabs who Cody is amongst. The coal going miners on. who are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in this story, it's almost like uh, you find out that the corporation is there not just to, you know, mine the hills, but to the reason they stay in this, this town. dark supernatural being at bay. Yeah, there's a there's a dark force lurking underneath the mountain. 
underneath that sweet cold. Cth- a Cthulhu-like a thing. Cthulhu-like, yeah. <laughs> Being. Right? Because it's like some weird, dark, yeah. you know, it just wants like blood and people to like, yeah. yeah. I like that horror element yeah, of it. Like yeah. everything Cody's saying is like, it, that's. I think that's what makes the horror stuff work even more. Like it's so real. And then there's just this monster that's uh, like a metaphor for something, but still a cool monster yeah. In the in in that bear sense, you know. Yeah, and it's so cool because like in the, the scabs mess up in the mountains, they mess up and cause they hit a they hit a seam they're not supposed to, which causes an explosion. Stuff, all real stuff that has happened in the coal mines with them. Uh, and but instead of this, everyone dies, but it's except for Cody and Cody. Of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell us all this Cody time. fashion. Yeah, you can kill a Cody if you want to. Yeah, not, <laughs> not even a coal mine explosion will kill Cody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but it unearths uh, like a new hole, and in the hole you you meet Glasgow list. Wait, Glasgow, no, Glasgow. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Gallowglass. Gallowglass. Yeah, yeah Glasgow is a Glass. place, place in, in Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Scotland. Shout out we to our fans no in Scotland. Scotland. Nobody listens in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they don't? No, we got them in Ireland, though, which is neighbors to Ooh, Scotland. Yeah, yeah. better than the Ooh. Scots, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. If you're listening to Comics and Chronic, your country is immediately better than whatever country's facts, not listening. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, we, we didn't make the New, rules. Yeah. Like we fucks with New Zealand more than we do Australia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. New Zealand's like our number two country. That's yeah. a fact. Did you see one of the comments? Because is one of the dudes who won, uh, Trey Leggett. I sent him a book, and uh, oh yeah, that yeah, guy. Shout out to that guy too when he got it. And then he was like. I guess nice. one of his friends was like, dude, Trey single-handedly putting New Zealand on the map for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's actually a, a metric that the, that the world is using to get, yeah. like rate countries now. Is yeah, have, exactly. Are yeah. they listening to comics and chronic? Uh, the UN are yeah. about to ratify that as a way to measure <laughs> how successful yeah. countries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, our biggest fans, North Korea. Shout out to our favorite country, North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> our boy Kim Jong-un, always welcome on the show. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine how historic that would be if we interviewed Kim Jong-un for Comics and Chronicles? Yeah, if, if we basically, the movie The Interview, but it oh, was us right. instead yeah. of... <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You're right. Damn it, I just... What's funny is I never even saw that movie, but I just described the entire plot of yeah. <laughs> that terrible movie. <laughs> you did. Well, it's a reboot of the interview because that movie got canceled and then James Franco got canceled. So you, it, the plot, anybody could use it now for a better movie. Exactly. That'll be our movie. Yeah. The podcast interview. That's how we, that's how we change it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go to go. No, go ahead. And so Gallo Glass, I loved, I absolutely loved uh, when he's like talking to Cody and he's like, hey man, you just got to free me. Um, and it looks like a chain, but... Uh, but then when you turn, like when Cody turns his back, it looks like intestines almost. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the belly of the beast. Yeah. It's got that body horror element in this in this book. Oh yeah, almost like blob esque kind of like it's just like this randomly mm-hmm. sentient ooze, a la Ghostbusters one. 
Yeah. <laughs> two. 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 There we go. <laughs> yeah. And then so, and, and I love the part when he's like talking Cody into like clawing his way out of the mountain, but like behind it, he looks like a normal person, but then he puts his hand on Cody's shoulders and he's like larger and like just creepy as fuck looking. Yeah. Yeah. I also like that Cody describes his voice in his head as like sweet whispers. Like it, it's like molasses. Like you can't, it's. Yeah. Caramel. Yeah. Caramel. Yeah. There you caramel. go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you feel very warm in my head. I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Us Cody's, we don't, we don't like that. <laughs> yeah. it's your weakness. Is. <laughs> Anyone can make you do anything if they talk like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's our weakness. <laughs> hey, <Cody>. Oh God! <laughs> oh, what can I do for you, Anthony? <laughs> huh? I didn't say anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Gallo Glass, he's he's freed. Uh, they take and and they take Cody to the hospital, and Gallo Glass starts like going around town. First, he makes his way into Cody's and Noah's family home. Yeah, and you like, think dude, he's no gonna... one was sketched out enough. Like, I'd be like, dude, get the fuck. I would sh- sh- shoot him. <laughs> be like, well, I mean, so he walks right past the sleeping mom, drags the dad out into the uh, into the yard, and exposes him to the white coal. Which at first you think because all the bird, all the animals start dropping dead around it. I thought he was dead. Yeah, you thought he was dying. No, but he was like healed, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. There's a cost. <laughs> Big old cost. And it's cool. It's cool as these people, like Cody's the first to change, which I'm not sure if he was necessarily exposed to the white coal because he's not instantly healed. So maybe he is more like Gallo Glass in the sense that he's like something a little different because he seems to keep his consciousness about him the way Gallo Glass does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Even later on, what does he call him? Like the project leader or something like that? The supervisor. Supervisor, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe he does have like some sort of, I don't know. He's like the, he's almost like the Silvio to Gallo yeah. Glass. <laughs> I love that. Uh, months after Sopranos, we're just going to be referencing the Sopranos from now on. I mean, that's. Yeah. You yeah, that's what you should do in life. Listen, that's canon. If we talk about something in another episode, it's you're 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 in charge of listening to that episode. Yeah, coming back to this episode, if you've never seen Sopranos, listen. If we if we talk about anything, you gotta keep up yeah. with the references. That's See it. Sopranos summer. We're hundred fucking episodes plus. <laughs> listen to yeah, Sopranos summer. Yeah, that's sick all we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> then come back to this part. So pause it there. Come back. <laughs> No, but yeah, um, fucking uh, Cody also, um, like the first thing you see when he's in, in the hospital, like the doctor doesn't even believe it. Like teeth are growing out of like the roof of his mouth. Yeah, his tongue and what, yeah. Like sharp teeth, like yeah. fangs. Weird, sharp, jagged teeth. But like, yeah, like all his skin is falling off and he's like just disgusting and melted. Yeah. His hands like welded together now into like, like weird claw things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, playing playing the piano in his oh, church, yeah. and he turns into like the fucked up monster. Yeah, dude, devastating. Once Gallo Glass, like once people, he starts. It seems like almost a cult, and Noah finds out about it because he's hired by the Jane. Um, what's the last name? Paisley. Of the- Paisley. 
Yeah. The the pretty much the CEO of Amcor Coal Mining. Yeah. And um he's hired b- blackmailed by her to find out what's going on in the town. That she's like something's wrong. Uh we want to see it and finds out that it's Gallo Glass who you find out is her fucking like great great uncle think, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, great grandfather. Well, a great uncle. Her grandfather's the one who oh, yeah, basically subdued, like, left him down there. He like chained him up down there. Well, no, he just yeah, he let no, he traded him to the beast for his fortune and the yeah. coal. Yeah. So Gallo Glass is kind of almost innocent in a way to all this. Like he didn't want anything to do with that monster, but his brothers were like, nah, like <laughs> take yeah. it. But now he's like the like we said the Silvio of of the, <laughs> of the thing, monster. So. He's in charge of getting the monster fit. Is the monster Tony Soprano then? Yeah. The monster's yeah, Tony for Soprano. For sure. Of course, of course. Just <laughs> like in the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fuck that. Tony's my hero, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to the people of West Virginia, this monster was becoming a hero. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, not at, kind of against their will, but... Yeah, see, Tony never... I was going to say, Tony never held a gun to someone's what? head. What? <laughs> Tony never did anything bad. You're right. You're Tony, right. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. Help but, me. <laughs> there were some really cool panels in this book, though. Like There was the part where, where Noah's going to talk to his ex-wife, and they're having a conversation, and you kind of read it in a circular path, that page. But they each have a cigarette and they're flicking it at different yes, moments around like that. It, around it meets the hole. in the sinkhole in the middle. Yeah, that's a really cool thing because, like, I don't know. Sometimes when I'm reading comics, I maybe I'm reading before I'm really paying attention to the art, and I didn't realize there was a sinkhole until they said there's a sinkhole. Oh, yeah, okay. I was kind of reading around it in a weird way. Yeah, no, uh, <clears throat> definitely some great artistic choices for like the way they use the page as a mode of telling the story, you know? Mm-hmm. There was even like when they show you the thing within the mountain and the tunnel that they dig a path, like you see it in the past when they're talking about uh, Gallo Glass and his brothers, you see it later on. Like you just kind of see like it's almost, I don't know, like a giant. It's like how you would, it's how you picture like how you, you would draw a, uh, a uh, like that's not how holes in mines work. You know what I mean? But the way it's drawn is like almost like how a child would draw like a cave or a tunnel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just really cool. And then down at the bottom, it almost looks like a big, like an eye or something, you know? Or a membrane. Yeah, just like yeah, a it mass. Like a, yeah, it looks like very membranous. Yeah, like in a way, it's like a cancer on the town. You could say that Ooh. too, you know, like I'm sure tons of people, you know, get, is uh, is black lung like lung cancer or is it just some its own thing? It's its own thing. Okay. But it did seem like a mass or a tumor that was like inside of this mountain and they were just kind of leaching. It was leaching from them and then they started, le- well, that's the end where they leach from it. Yeah, the end was crazy. Then uh, it's cool because they don't actually like kill the monster or do anything. They have to like keep it at bay forever. Yeah. So like yeah. once again, it's like even though this time, like they're still dependent. Like they can't leave now. They have to stay there and guard that mountain. So uh, yeah, and I I like that a lot. I really wanted to know, like, how do you interpret that as a West Virginian? Like, what does that mean? Uh, oh man, I wish you wouldn't have asked me that right after I took a <laughs> rip. <laughs> uh, 
It's the best time to ask. This is comics and chronic. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe uh, just kind of like uh, West Virginia is like this weird place. A lot of people almost like you see the youth fleeing it. And a lot of times you ask them why they left and they're like, they did their answer is they didn't want to get stuck. Mm. Very much, you know what I mean? I, I, uh, maybe it's just because like there's no industry or there's like nothing. Now that the coal mines have left, there's nothing. But like the old people are still here, and uh, I don't know. So is that a way to interpret the story? Like if there's no coal mine, there's really nothing there. Like there's no life to be had. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, which is kind of true. The coal industry left. They left the. They've like purposefully fought over the years to keep other industries at bay, to keep um, the people poor and uneducated. You know what I mean? It's terrible. And it's also like, I know it's a, it's reality and this is not just a story, but it kind of adds to the horror element of like, that's reality. And that's kind of, that's scarier than any monster. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I and I'm not trying to paint a picture of West Virginia like woe is us, and you know what I mean. There's like it's a beautiful state, and there's like people like um people who really care about it, young people who are trying to make something of it. You know what I mean? But it's just a crazy. It's do you think that's what his daughter represents? Not that his daughter has to represent anyone, but his daughter like just seems like she's on the straight and narrow and like it's asthma that's tripping her up, but that's kind of part of being in the town. Like you got to assume she's getting asthma from like, you know, s- something bad in the environment, like the, the coal. The coal fumes and just everything. Yeah. And then at the end, like she's also and again, maybe this is reading too much into it or maybe this is just that, but just you talking about young people in general and changing, like she also has a girlfriend at the end. You know, it's a bit more progressive. It seems a bit more modern, like in a way that maybe the town's moving in a different direction. I don't know. And she goes to college outside of West Virginia. Oh, true, true, yeah. Very West Virginian. It's crazy because WVU, you come here and you got people from like Jersey, Chicago, the Midwest, a lot of people from Jersey, ton of people come from Jersey, actually. That's crazy. Oh, wow. And it's because tuition is like our out-of-state tuition is actually cheaper than most in-state tuitions. And we have like good sports and shit like that. Nice. Where was I going with this? <laughs> oh, young people, but like West Virginians, they either go to Marshall or WVU, but a lot of them leave for college or at least for grad school. Is that part of like you were saying their escape? They don't want to be stuck. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's just not a lot of opportunity here in the sense that like you got like hospitals and the education system and then like local businesses. And that's like really that we're left with. I think like right now, the number one employer in the state might be Walmart. Jesus, which is like, wow. Yeah, not great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the sequel. (laughs) Walmart takes over the town. (laughs) Yeah, Walmart takes over. Walmart and the the monster go head to head. <laughs> yeah, Walmart might win that. Dude, I would love to. I would love to see this made into like a movie or a miniseries. I, I would say movie. Agreed. I would say almost honestly, especially since we just saw it and did it. Kind of like get the director of Barbarian to do this or adapt Ooh. this. Mm. Yeah. In a weird way, I was thinking James Gunn. Cause it reminded me like you, you know, he's like slither it, almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if everything yeah. needs to be James Gunn though. 
No, it doesn't. It does not at all. Like your your idea is way better. But like I, I could feel like James Gunn, like maybe not now this point in his career, maybe if like now because now that he's doing like DC yeah. and whatnot, but I could see it as being his vibe. Uh, I, 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 I disagree only because James Gunn is really, I, this book isn't very funny. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're funny. right. You're right. Yeah. Something funny about opioid addiction, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the same sense, Zach Kreger would probably try to make things funny too. You know what I mean? A little bit. Yeah, but I wouldn't even say, yeah. No, if I wanted to see this, uh, I would prefer. Who, which director? Which writer? Which <sighs> I would like to see somebody who does like a lot of body horror type stuff. Cause that's what would it would have to be. Or just like, it does really creepy really well. Who's the dude you know? that does a uh, Cronenberg Requiem for a dream. Oh God. He did do Aaron Aronofsky. There we go. Yeah. Did you see mother? No, I did not see mother. No. Was that with Javier Bardem with Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem and, uh, who was the girl actress? Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I didn't see it. Was it good? It was weird. I'll say that. Um, really? It's insane <laughs> and horrifying. I like okay. his movies for the most part, honestly. No, he's a fantastic yeah. director, but I don't know. I want. There's a horror movie I'm thinking of that I saw not too long ago, but I'm having a damn that hit fucked me up, guys. Damn. I can't think of um, who fucking did Annihilation. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah, somebody who does like I want. I also I don't want it to be very CGI. Ari Ari Aster. No, I would want it to be very like uh, practical effects, almost like the thing esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the vibes it was giving me. But wait, Jake, who did you say? Ari Aster. He did Hereditary and Midsummer. Midsummer. Mm. I don't. I, it's, I feel like he w- is the horror James Gunn. You know, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think it's a bad choice, but it, I feel like maybe that's more of like a psychological horror. This is like you kind of like. There's a metaphor going on again with a monster and and the addiction and and like you know the symbiotic relationship of like Wes Anderson. But like I don't think <laughs> Wes Anderson. <laughs> Have either of you guys seen The Void? I think long time ago. The Void has very much this vibes. If you haven't seen it, check it out. The Void. Enter the Void or the Void? Just the Void. It came out in like 15 or something like that. Or 18. Something like that. What's it about? Uh, Basically, like there's a group of people at a hospital at a town in the middle of nowhere. A cult shows up and you find out that like the hospital is over a gateway to hell. And... Um, oh, it's just like it's insane, but the practical effects are fucking rad, and it's kind of got like a similar vibe, but definitely way more. Yeah, I think that's the kind of thing I would love to see, though. But I would want like really good. Uh, who would you guys cast in this bad boy, dude? I if if Anthony knew your friends, I would say let's actually cast with real West, West Virginians. Virginians. <laughs> No, do it anyway. I don't. You you guys could do it. I could. I could. If no, that's that just because that just sounds like an awesome idea. Like, just do it. I don't. I don't need to be involved with that. It's okay. I'll go take a hit. Actually, you you start that yeah. up. I'll be back. Okay. okay. Well, I was saying for the friend was Donald. Yeah, D Ray. D Ray. There we go. Are we going off of looks or off off like vibes? Even though they look, yeah, even though they look nothing alike, I would say booms for Donald. 
Yeah, for D. That makes sense. You know, for sure. Poor, poor D. Ray. You know, giving up or being basically like being the reason the good guys won. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Killing Gallo class. I see, I can see Booms being a hero. <laughs> yeah, dying a hero. Dying a hero for West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, that's our boy. That's yeah. Boom Boom. <laughs> uh, uh, who who do you know? Who would be like good? I mean, I if we're doing West Virginians, I want to be Cody. Then you should be Cody. Yeah, definitely. Which would put Ty Ty at <laughs> Noah. Noah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who as Noah's wife? Ooh, good question. Noah's wife. Somebody who would have to. Shoot, which is shoot. also the mother of your child, so it could be Sabrina. <laughs> yeah. I w- oh, good point. Yeah. Sabrina. De- I mean, she makes the most sense. Yeah. Not that she's like, she's actually like a really, she's a badass, my baby mama. Yeah. But, you know, she, w- I just feel like she would capture a Southern West Virginian country girl, the yeah. best out of the people Jake knows. That's true. Yeah. So baby mama as unity. <laughs> there we go. That was her name. Unity. Yeah. Who's KO playing? Oh, shit. Ooh. <laughs> Good idea. Ooh. That's the only other West Virginian I... I... Well, KO could play young Cody before he goes to jail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You could just say I got locked up for longer. Yeah, you got locked up for longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> or not I, but uh, Ty Ty did, yeah. rather. Yeah. Wait, did you cast Cody yet? Did you say who Cody will be? Cody wants to be Cody. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That. Per- okay. Perfect. That. You can't okay. kill nice. me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Who for Gallo Glass? Is Jake? Can we cast Jake as anybody in it though? Jake's Gallo Glass. Then. I'd love to be Gallo Glass. <laughs> yeah, the outsider that comes in and offers <laughs> uh, <laughs> offers a better future. It's got to be Jake. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. Hmm. I like that for you, Jake. <laughs> now that Anthony's back, I say we do an acting version just so the people listening that aren't the yeah. people we named, they're yeah. like, for that little bit, they're like, these are names, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who for actual actors? Yeah. Mm, yeah. So uh, I'm going to just out the gates. I'm going to go for older, just out of jail Noah. I'm going to say Henry Cavill because you want a big old boy. Uh, Henry Cavill. Okay. Henry Cavill. Cavill. Okay. You know, and I feel like for some reason, British people adjusting to a mock country accent do it really well. Yeah, for sure. Some of them, yeah. As like shown by a dude in that movie where Robert Pattinson, Birdie P, our boy Birdie P. Yeah. Um, Birdie P. <laughs> uh, when Robert Pattinson um, plays that like preacher dude in that movie that takes place in West Virginia and Kentucky. It came out on Netflix a couple of years ago. I didn't see that. Mm, it's good. No, me either. It's got him and Tom Holland in it. It's real good. Nice. Oh, okay. I remember what you're talking about now. What's it called? I don't know. I, don't I can't know. remember, but I like the movie a lot. Okay. I was going to okay. say for, Enough for D-Ray, actor-wise, uh, yeah. Paul Walter Hauser. Ooh, love you know that. Anthony? Yeah. Paul Walter Hauser. He's the big- yeah, he was that cop in something mm-hmm. we watched, wasn't he? Oh yeah, this guy, this yeah. guy. Yeah, you mentioned him for someone else in in another episode. I don't know who, but yes, this guy him is D Ray. Yes, okay, I could see that. 
He was in Richard Jewell, and you told us to watch that. That was movie a good movie. <laughs> Jesus, but it was good. I ha- I have a random one for Gallo Glass. I don't know if you guys had someone in mind. Because he has like a big old red beard, right? Like that's like his distinguishing feature, Gallo Glass. Yeah. yeah. I would say the guy that plays Tormund in Game of Thrones. Ooh. Ooh. Clean him do, up. I can see yeah, him being... Do- yeah, exactly. I could see him being charismatic cult leader and you know being like a threat. Like he's a threat, like, but he's like kind. Like you could be you could see him being friendly, you know what I mean? But he could turn it on and be a monster. Yeah. It might be a random choice. I don't even know the actor's name, but yeah, Tormund from Game of Thrones. Giants Bane. As Galaglass. Ooh. As oh now actor for the for the, the baby mama. And the CEO. Unity. CEO, oh yeah, you're really Oh yeah. Better. And Jane. Oh, I feel for Jane. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with like an a- Amy Adams type, or like mm, I don't want Amy uh, Adams. No, no, Amy Adams. No, not Amy Adams, but like um, Jessica Chastain. How about that? Mm, I don't know if I want her either. I would go more like uh, Blanchett or somebody like that than Chastain. Blanchett. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking of Hollywood redheads. Was Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely redheaded. she a redhead? Oh, yeah, Jane. Yeah. I mean, you just dye anyone's hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> oh, God. Rachel McAdams. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rachel McAdams. I can see I Rachel McAdams you. doing it. Yeah. Told you. Nice. <laughs> Jake Feige. Jake Feige. Feige Mantle. Jake KO. Has the Feige Mantle been, been changed now? The hierarchy of power. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> Jake's gonna say that as often as he can. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that stupid phrase. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, it means it. nothing. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it means everything. It's just gonna be something I say, like I like a <laughs> You want to know a true story? For years, when that stupid U two song came out, where it was like "Hello, Hello," yeah, I like developed. <laughs> like almost like a tick where Jake, you do this for years. I'm talking about like, I would just randomly say hello, hello by myself in front of people in like in circumstances that didn't call for it. And then I had to like actively stop myself. But yeah, there are times where I'll like get a phrase and I just, or a word. Oh yeah. You get stuck on phrases and sometimes I like them <laughs> and I'll add them into my, like, <laughs> like what was I like that was yeah. one that you I like that you get like <laughs> stuck on things and I'll say it for a long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> what we're figuring out guys is Jake's autistic <laughs> yeah. oh god probably oh I was thinking what phrase could we get Jake stuck to that he just would hate to get stuck to <laughs> You just compulsed to say it. So, uh, and yeah, you Unity. Who, oh, Unity. Who would be Unity? Who's a good... Mm. Who's a good country actor? Or, or even just somebody who would like play a good... You know what I'm saying. No. You know. What are you saying? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I play a good what? Jennifer Lawrence. Who? Christopher what? Unity. Christopher playing Unity. Oh, you said Jennifer Lawrence? J-Law? I could see it. I actually like that. She could do unity. Ooh, what about yeah. the mom? Noah and uh, Cody's mom. Oh, damn. She was a big character. She, really? yeah, she goes oh. off in the hospital at uh, the CEO, Paisley, you know? Yeah, yeah. dude. She's a badass. badass. She Can we say uh, Francis McDermott? Ooh, I actually love that. I love that, too. Yeah, see, there we go. I got a good one in there. 
<laughs> this is a movie I gotta see. Yeah, yeah, I'm already directed by who? Oh yeah, we just we didn't figure it out. No, you said the guy that did the void. Who did the void? Uh, I, oh. I want somebody better. Because the void was great, but I, I just wanted to say I wanted to see it kind of like stylistically like the void. I don't know. Like I think the biggest part of this movie that you got to get a good director who's going to do something like it, it, it's a very down to earth. Like without the monster stuff, like it's dramatic. Like it's it's about this guy coming out of prison and his life is. Who's the dude who does the movie Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal and, and Paul? And Paul. Oh, I like that. That movie rules. He also did something beyond the pines with uh, Bradley Cooper and Ryan Gosling. That's an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. What's that director's? Dude, that would be sick. I support this. Yeah, because you got to really represent the town, the folk, the people yeah. are the. I like that it's like a character movie before the horror. Really, like for the first half, you know. Mm. Also, the I, the writer did such a good job, like wrapping the story up. It, it was just like. I, around halfway through, I was like, God, I feel like it's going to be ru- rushed if this is where they're at in the story. Not that it's a, sl- it's definitely a slow burn, but in a really cool way. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, hey, are they going to, how are they going to wrap it up? So, and it was, dude, I'm giving, I'm jumping ahead. I'm giving this a six Joe Pesci's easy money. I'm giving it an easy six as well. Yeah. Anthony's not yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the, uh, I guess we're winding down this year, right? At the beginning of the year, I said I was going to be more critical. So I would not give as many sixes, but I feel like, you know, this episode might be in the new year. I don't know. But anyway, who gives a fuck? I shouldn't. I like this. You know, I liked it a lot. I really, uh, I was surprised actually that I liked it because I don't know, like I I do gravitate, like I said this about a lot of indie comics, like I gravitate towards the superhero comics and shit like that. It feels like sometimes you don't really like indie comics. He loves them. Not at all. I love them. Yeah, it's it's just the style. Anthony, I don't feel like his choice isn't to like go to horror and stuff no, like that. You gave like you didn't give like fatalis. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I w- I will always read those comics. It's just like but when I think of comics, I do I am stuck in the uh, like a you know like a comic has superheroes. Like so, when people do something really cool with comics like this story, I you know it makes me like these kind of comics even more. You know, even if it's not the type of comic. I'm picking up immediately off the shelf, I guess is what I'm saying. So I loved it, and I'm not going to let you guys down, and I am going to give it a six. Woo! So you know what? That's a motherfucker. Six, six, six. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. That's Oh, had to bust that out. Dude, it's a very yeah. fun, enjoyable book. Man. Buy this book. Get this book. You're missing out if you don't. And what's cool, if you listened and haven't read the book, we like, yeah, you kind of are going to know what's happening. Spoilers, whatever. But this is a book I can't emphasize. Buy this book. Yeah, I agree. Hard buy. It's cool that TKO also tends to put out a lot of one shots. None of them are really like constant yep. issues. Yeah, it's like a, right. this was a, a mini series. A yeah. six. All their books, all their books, they end. They're like pretty finite stories. Yeah, I think it, I think it would be fair to call them graphic novels. You know, that's what they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. You you're not you're not even like it is divided by like six chapters where you want to say six issues, but it didn't come out in single issue format. These TKO comics are all like that's how they come out. Yeah, which is cool. 
I like because they're really well designed. Like it's good quality paper. It's yeah, like, like a good big, size. Big. Look at how big that book is. That's bigger than a regular, you know, size. Buy this book. <laughs> Buy it. Use my head. Buy Red Fork. It's incredible. And not only that, I'm gonna look for these creators, the publisher, more of their shit because it, it, I'm a I'm a convinced buyer. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Jake, for bringing TKL into our lives. <laughs> yeah, Jake is the real oh, hero. Dude, I'm the, the gallow glass of the, of the yes. podcast. <laughs> and the white coal is TKO Comics. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I really think it's awesome that we got your perspective on it, Cody. Like someone that knows the history and lived it and is there in West Virginia, you know? Like I think if you didn't know any of that, like... It, it, it it doesn't change how much I appreciate the story, but it just, yeah, you know, cool. I think listening to this, you could get like a cool behind the scenes, you know, like context for the actual comic. And, it, you know, it might make you appreciate the comic a little bit more, I think, because now I do. I might want to go back and read it now that I know it's like official. Like, it doesn't matter that the writer's from England. Like, he, you're pro- proving that he got life in West Virginia down. Yeah. This dude, he knows he, either he's been here or he did his research and he... The, the, the tutors alone is almost so specific that he would have had to have been here at some point. Yeah. Wait, sorry. What's that? What is that you guys are talking about? Tutors, you're going to get it in, in the summer, dude. <laughs> I actually, it's funny because it's insanely unhealthy. Uh, possibly <laughs> one of the unhealthiest things you could consume, but it is incredible. It's a biscuit the size of your head. Ooh. Sign me up. As soon as you said unhealthiest thing you can consume, I'm there. Also, one of the greatest like hangover things you could eat. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so buttery and rich. Uh, Many times have I been hungover in West Virginia. We've gone to two years. Yeah, every time I, a <laughs> comedian comes through the state, I'm like, we're going to the biscuit world, baby. Nice. That's what it's called is Tudor's Biscuit World. It's a literal like realm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, dude. The house Tudor. Yeah, house Tudor. <laughs> Yeah, that's what the show is about, actually. The show, The Tudors, is about the, the founding of the biscuit world. <laughs> Dude, I want to create a movie where there's like a biscuit, like the quantum realm, but it's the biscuit realm. <laughs> the biscuit realm. The biscuit realm. <laughs> I mean, anything's more original than going to a making a multiverse movie and then going into a universe where pizza is in a ball shaped no. format. Yeah. Like, why? You know, Biscuit World already sounds more original. That really, that really bothers you. It was that multiverse scene where red is green and everything? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Taking swipes at multiverse and madness. That's right. I loved that movie, man. I liked it a lot. Loved it. I would say second favorite superhero movie of the year. And I'll say this. I so I saw Black Panther Ooh. two again last week with my boy. Oh yeah, Ramon, yeah, yeah. Shout out who actually won the uh, Punisher Batman comic that I he just shouted us out the other day. Nice. So uh, we saw Black Panther again. And oh, Jake is going to see uh, uh, comic book movies with fans with comedies. <laughs> they won. They won a trip to the they movies with Jake. Me, yeah. Nice. Fucking. Uh, I know I, I gave it a five in the last one. I stand by the five, but like it's pretty good up until like the final. Act. Yeah. Typical like, Black Panther fashion. Yeah. Like, it, well, like <laughs> yeah, once Angela yeah. <laughs> Bassett dies, like I sure he just can't carry the movie. I'm sorry. Like solo dolo. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. 
Um, but then Namor, I was still like every scene with Namor, I was like, oh, he's so awesome. Like he was so cool and just yeah. I rewatched it. I watched it with the boy, and yeah. Namor still is the best part about that. Yeah, I uh, stand by my four point seven. I stand by my five. I'm still not giving it a six. So go 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 listen to our Black Panther episode. Should we take a moment and talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it came out like right after we recorded the holiday special yeah. episode. Yeah. Looks pretty cool. Looks like a lot of people are going to die. I hope so. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, okay. Do you want to, I just want to like, not, uh, we're not going to bet anything, but do you guys want to place bets on who's dying? A Deadpool of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Let's <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, I would, you know, Anthony has. Definitely Drax. Drax. I think yeah, Drax is my pick. Just, yeah, contractually, his thing is done. Yeah, we know he's done. He said it. Mm. I don't think Drax the character is done. I think Batista as Drax, dead. Yeah. But he's the kind of character in the comics that traditionally comes back to life in a different form. He's already that form, but you could see him being like a larger... They could do whatever they want. Maybe not right away or even at all, but I could see him dying for... Like a female Drax at some point? I think there might be, actually. Yeah, I've seen it before somewhere. There's like a woman. Or it might be something where he he transforms himself or something in, in one of the... There's a whole series where it's him, Gamora, Adam Warlock, and Pip the Troll, <laughs> and they're the Infinity Watch. Oh, and Thanos probably is part of their team at some point. Uh, so it's something they could do in the movies, like right? Even if they don't decide not to do more Guardians specifically, they could be like... Uh, Infinity Watch and all this other stuff. Like yeah. the Infinity Gems could come back, Thanos could come back, Drax could come back if he dies. I don't see them killing Rocket, although the trailer seems to be leaning that way. Looks like the Rocket will die. I I feel like that's almost a mis a purposeful that's true. misdirect. Yeah, exactly. Completely agree, Cody Feige. I would say I wouldn't be surprised if honestly Quill Quill dies. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if there's gonna be survivors. I think it's going to be the women, one of the women. Mantis and Nebula are staying around. I guarantee that. Like I, the, yeah, I don't know. I think Zoe Saldana's done. Yeah, like I feel like Gamora could be done, or maybe like yeah, there was something with an interview where she, it seemed like she didn't want to do like these kind of movies anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's been doing Avatar and then this. And mm-hmm. I just watched this show on Netflix where she's married to an Italian guy and he has cancer. Is it good? Actually, yeah, it was kind of good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, okay, so, like, I, I don't see Groot going all... I mean, yeah, Groot, definitely not. Like, Vin Diesel, what is he doing? Like, of course, he's going to stick around and, and say, I to, am Groot. Also, Groot like, doesn't matter if he dies, he comes back. We've already seen... Yeah, exactly, so we know, yeah. And, like, Rocket also, like, Bradley Cooper's not showing his face on screen. I, I'm sure as a voice actor, you don't have to pay him as much, I'm assuming. I don't know how, if that's true. But either way, like even if you had to change his voice or whatever, like he's a CGI character. There's not really a reason to kill him off, you know? Yeah. And also like it's, it's even for him as an actor to come into a booth for a few days and do the script. Yeah. And get paid easy money. Like it's a, exactly. Even if he becomes an old man, he could like, you know, I mean, even if he be, you know what I mean? Once he's older, like he could do, even if he becomes an old man, (laughs) even because we're going to take him out. (laughs) <laughs> Jake calls hits at the end of every episode. Yeah. That's his thing. <laughs> Tommy's, if you're listening, you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> there's a crazy commie out there. Please do not kill Bradley Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> crazy commies. You do not want to be responsible for. <laughs> yeah. Also, the the commies that are like, I'm not crazy. Don't those people? Too. That means you're crazy. 
<laughs> if you're a commie, you're crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah, if, if you're, you're a fan of us, you, you're out of your mind. <laughs> commie crazy cool. That's what I'm saying, KK. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of our first R&B album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> That's my R&B voice, because my regular voice wouldn't be good for an R&B album. <laughs> Got to get Cocaine Anthony in for... Uh, from time to time. I love Cocaine Anthony. Classic. Cocaine yeah. Anthony. <laughs> yep. Except at his wedding. Except at his... <laughs> <laughs> Where was Cocaine Anthony then? <laughs> yeah. He wasn't invited, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, Guardians, everyone's dead. James Gunn is over. Oh, wait. We forgot to talk about uh, Adam Warlock. Oh, yeah. You got a, a little clip. Got a little glimpse of him. A little, little... Played by... What's his name? Poultner? Will Poultner? Will Poulter. Yeah. I I think he's a he's cool. I think he'll do a good job. And I like Adam Warlock. I'm excited to see more things with Adam Warlock. I don't know too much about him other than what everyone else knows. Yeah, same. I don't know jack shit about Adam Warlock. He's gold and he's super strong and everything. Yeah, yeah. He can go into a cocoon. And, you know. No, he's cool. He's like one of those characters. Like he he reminds me of Silver Surfer in a lot of ways. Like if you read his comics, he's always like waxing poetic about the universe and being really philosophical about like they're fun. I like comics like that. Like those like comics that are just like the writers just writing what like, you know, you don't expect it in like some random, like, I don't know. I I don't want to say that. Never mind. It's good. (laughs) Adam Warlock comics are good. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it looks like it'll be James Gunn's last movie. I just feel like everyone's going Mm -hmm. for the most. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not glad, but but yeah, it it'll be a good. Well, I am. I'm glad that they're wrapping the tr- that they're wrapping it up. Not everything has to right. go on forever. True. No, I agree. Like Thor, we're talking about you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you guys. Oh, so there's a bunch of so like Chris Hemsworth. First of all, he's he might be like at least taking a break from acting, maybe retiring because. He found out like he was on he's doing this show on Disney called Limitless. Yeah. yeah. And he found out like he has like I guess he did a a gene test or something and you could find out if like you you have certain genes that like maybe you're susceptible to cancer or in this case <gasps> uh Alzheimer's disease and he apparently has has it like from both of his parents. So it's it, it it's like there's a strong chance that it could develop in him. So he's going to get Alzheimer's. And so like he he decided like damn, I got to I want to take a, a step away from acting then like and think about this. And then I saw, heard him after this, you know, say that like if he did come back as Thor, it, he want he would want it to be radically different. So I think he really didn't like would I don't think he liked Thor and Love and Thunder. Yeah. We didn't. We all no agreed that that was one of the missteps. Like, what did they do with Thor? No, I, said, I don't think he liked it. He probably didn't. Yeah, no, no. But but I, I'm sure he's noticed that too, you know? Like, he's been playing the character for a long time. What if it's the Alzheimer's that ruined the movie? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Only Cody's allowed to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is Cody allowed to make that joke? It's in his like stand-up. He has he has that joke about smoking weed and Alzheimer's. Yeah. Oh, right. You forgot it, didn't you? <laughs> I haven't committed Cody's set to memory. You should. Everyone should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a classic. Mm. I know Cody's routines by heart, just in case you know he needs a stand-in. Yeah. <laughs> I only I, I only know Sam's routine by heart. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
<laughs> that's impossible. You would not. You would not like down to the like your small muscle movements. You not be able to do that. Richard Wilburn's <laughs> and there's not committed to memory. <laughs> Richard Wilburn. Shout out to Richard Wilburn. <laughs> yeah. What if he's alive? I hope so. If you're out, I hope so. <laughs> me and him, me and he was my scene partner. We had to do a scene from two. Um, what's that Dustin Hoffman movie? Uh, Tootsie, right? Is that Tootsie. what it's called? Yeah. Tootsie. Tootsie. And Tootsie. I was the Dustin Hoffman character, and he's like the. I never saw the movie, and they were, and um, our acting teacher was like, "Don't watch the scene because then, like, you know, that's like." Just do it your own way. Joan McKenzie. Shout out to Joan. Joan McKenzie. Yeah. Oh, she was great. She was a nice woman. I liked her. She made me feel confident about my acting ability and she made me a better actor. That's for sure. I thought she was great, honestly. Genuinely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From, from a teacher standpoint, from yeah. learning mm-hmm. how to act. And she like knew our like strengths and weaknesses. Like she picked out what things we would do. And it, you know, like, do you remember I that? I did a scene with what's her name and she was on top of me in bed. I was in boxers, right? Lisa? Yeah, Lisa. There we yeah. go. Who was I in a scene like, with? And that was way more than like anything anyone else had to do. You, you Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was an intense scene that you had yeah, to dude, do. Yeah, she straddled me. Oh, I was with, I was with, what's his name? My boy. Who, Alan Flitter? Alan Flitter. Oh, Alan Flitter. Damn. We got to get him on. He said he'd come on. I wonder what he's doing. We got to ask him. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I never know what he's doing. Oh, that's funny. I remember he did a, a monologue where he was uh, Jason Alexander's character in an episode of CSI or Criminal Minds or something, and he killed really? it. Yeah. I don't remember that. I, really I was like, remember. damn, this is, this is what Alan should do. I don't remember anyone's scene but mine and Lisa's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, we like kissed in it and everything. I remember that too because it was re- your scene was dramatic as fuck, Jake, and you and her didn't get along. And I remember one day you like made her cry and she like ran out. Oh shit! Like and then like it, yeah, but like you, it wasn't really your fault. Like you could be a dick, but like even you like apologized and she was like, no, like something was going on. But like it made your scene better. That's what I'm saying. Like Dude. I remember, no, she gave a monologue and she was like in tears, but it was like part of the monologue. And I was like, I can never do that. You know, like I just, I just make things better. I make people better. They're better selves. Uh, oh man! Who taught you to help people make to teach people to be their better selves? It was Stephen Rosenfield. We know that. Yeah. Uh, no, he taught you how to do that. Uh, uh. <laughs> hey, he taught us some things. I'll give him some credit. <laughs> Dude, I love that Steven Rosenfield has become this villain that united the team of comics he and chronic. We had to fight him. <laughs> yeah, he's like our Professor X. Ooh, I don't know if I no, would give Professor him that. X, like, yeah, what? Fuck that. He's not Professor. But tons X. of the X Men hate Professor X. They're like, you're a dick, Professor X. I think he's more of he's. I think he's more of our Thanos, and we're the Avengers. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Because Steven Rosenfield is my yeah. I got more out of. The improv and the acting than I did with just Steven Rosenfeld's and the writing. No, that I, I agree this with. This scene, Rosenfeld's oh, class yes. was honestly just performing in front of the class. Like he, his his notes one on one were so useless. Yeah, yeah. No, Don DeMeo though. Yeah, his sketch writing was really good. Yeah, yeah it was all right. I really, I don't like that guy either. To be honest, you didn't <laughs> like Don DeMeo. I, I thought his class was great. Yeah, uh, that was my favorite. Obviously, give me a low rating. <laughs> yeah, well, you deserve it, Jakey Poo. Yeah. 
Don DeMeo was someone I could not push to be better. He was already his most awful self. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Actually, no, that's not true. I like Don DeMeo. He just, he just gave me a poor uh, rating one time on our report card things. <laughs> Bullshit uh, report I, card things. I liked him. He was always like, he made me feel like I was good at sketch writing. I actually took a sketch writing class with him after ACI where I wrote a spec script for Always Sunny and then he was like, I'll do one. He, like he showed it to someone in LA who's like, I don't know, worked on some show. And, and the guy was like, yeah, it's really good. You just need to like uh, get a job writing. <laughs> like, so like I was like, as soon, after that happened, I was like that, that probably like stopped me from writing for a really long time. Cause I was like, isn't like, I thought like it would be that easy, I guess. Like I was like, oh, I'll write a script. He's gonna show it to some guy in LA, and that's that, baby. Like, and then when it was nothing, I was nah, like, "It's all about who you know, Anthony." But you see what I mean? Like, I thought I knew somebody. I thought that was the <laughs> the someone I know, but it totally wasn't. Like, all right, that's, I don't know this dude. No, it's gonna be me. <laughs> then he probably took the script and sold it himself. Yeah. He secured himself a job with your script. Yeah, I would. I would never seriously make that assumption. But there, there, there's an episode of Always Sunny that's so much. There's so many elements that are like the episode I wrote. I'm. I would never like claim that seriously. But when I saw the episode, I was like, "Holy shit! They. they this seems a lot like the episode." It. It really. I take that more like. I think I wrote a good episode in the sense that I got. Sir, I, I was like, of course, this is something the characters would do. That's yeah. how I take it. But. You know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, hey, did Don DeMeo, you know, like, is there some backdoor deals going on with the team of Holy Sunny? That's Hollywood, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Damn it, I would have never had to do this podcast with you guys if I gave it to someone else. Yeah, you would have been rich beyond your dreams now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I have to rely on Jake to teach me how to be a better person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 and Cody getting famous so you could show my script to somebody. Yeah. yeah. Imagine. <laughs> if I got famous. <laughs> That's an easy thing to imagine. And then it tore us apart and we all we all died. And then we all died? <laughs> yeah. Why would we die? This kind of like murder mystery happens. Like, uh, Ooh, well, oh, it's, it's not going to be me oh. dying. We know this. You can't kill a Cody. Shit. True. Unless someone did, in which case it's a bigger mystery. How do you kill the unkillable? That's yeah. Right? That's why it's a big deal. Everyone's like, yeah, what? Ooh, yeah. It's like it's like who killed Superman or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Superman. Yes, classic. Who done it? Who killed Superman? We all know who killed Superman. I know. I know. It was really. That's just being dumb. All right, we should wrap this up soon. Yeah. Adios, fuckers. Thanks for (laughs) listening. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, you're listening to Comics and Chronic, and I'm Jacob H. I'm Cody Cannon. And I'm Anthony Iannaccio. And you can tune in every Thursday to hear new episodes of Comics and Chronic. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Comics and Chronic. That's Comics, the letter N, Chronic. We'll see you guys next week. Woo! Peace.